0: Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd. And he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples sent them down to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to to you, you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. What a beautiful day! Such an overcast day, but still a beautiful one to be sharing with you all today. I am truly joyful, if you can't tell, I'm excited, and I'm very humbled to be able to preach here at St. Paul. It is a privilege of mine to serve as your vicar, and it's a privilege of mine to get to grow with you for this next year. If you didn't hear from the children's sermon, just to let you know, a vicar means someone who is not yet ordained, who is working in a pastoral style, and isn't a pastor yet. It is often the title that seminarians choose to use on their internship because it just has a bit more oomph than intern, right? (laughs) But I realize it's not like a super common word either, so rest assured that I will do my best this next year to serve with kindness and love as your vicar, regardless of if you ever hear that word again. And so after that little brief definition for you, will you all join this vicar in prayer? Loving God, may we not be too rushed to notice or too aloof to care about all the places where you appear today may we invite the sacred spirit to join us for a meal wherever she surprises us as an unexpected visitor may we be welcoming to the holy even in uncertain times may we be open to embracing the ways your unwavering care offers out love and abundance for all amen what comes to mind when you hear the word abundance Abundance reminds me of wide-open meadows with streams full of minnows, microbes, moss, and trees. Abundance reminds me of sitting at a table with my friends, laughing till we cry into the night. Of snuggling with my dog who pokes her nose in the bed early in the morning. Maybe abundance reminds you of memorable trips you took with your loved ones where your cup was filled to the brim with joy and contentment. Maybe abundance reminds you of times where you felt safe, secure, and fulfilled. And of course, there's also food there is abundance when loved ones gather around a table filled with rich tasting plates of family recipes every color and texture and taste represented in a spread of delicious food made from recipes we pass down from grandmothers to grandchildren certainly our gospel reading today sees abundance at play when it comes to this kind of dinner table Jesus tells the disciples, feed the crowd, do not send them away, give them a meal. Out of these instructions comes an abundant, miraculous feast, a story that we know well, where over 5,000 and more and more were fed with just a couple loaves of bread and some fish. In a world full of narratives that tell us there isn't enough to go around, It is countercultural to witness Jesus and the disciples embrace abundance for all. We live in a world where people are told they have to fight for their needs. They have to climb ladders, win, and argue for why they deserve that promotion that will ultimately lead to more resources so that they can have money to provide for themselves and their loved ones and feel at peace finally achieving security from their hard-earned time and money. There's no time to care about. Little peppers or other little things. There is work to be done, money to be made, success to be proven. And while I believe that hard work can be a life-giving and powerful ethic and value, I also feel the weight of pressure puts on so many on us to work endlessly so that we can get more, be okay, come out safely, be secure and on top. In a way, it's a kind of fabricated abundance, abundance through titles, access to trendy clothes, busyness, while forgetting that God's abundance already exists all around us. And we don't have to do anything to get it. It's free. In all the noise within this fabricated abundance, we need stories like our gospel reading today to stop us in our tracks and remind us that maybe God's abundance doesn't need to cost us anything to enjoy doesn't care who we are, doesn't distinguish between the haves and the have-not, is freely given and passed down to us without judgment and without us having to do anything to deserve it. In our gospel text today, Jesus provides God's abundance to the people where there is more than enough to go around and no one has to compete with each other in order to have their needs met. We are reminded in our text today that we don't need to become obsessed with working towards fabricated abundance because all around us, God's abundance already exists and is available to us. And if we learn anything from our gospel reading today, From how God's abundance works. We learn from Jesus in this story that God's abundance has an awful lot to do with what it means to be compassionate. We know that Jesus abundantly offers this meal out of compassion for his people. Today in Matthew's gospel, we find Jesus right after hearing that his beloved friend John the Baptist has been killed. So Jesus has to get out of town for his own safety and also to grieve the loss of his beloved friend. And yet, even though this story starts out with Jesus seeking isolation, it turns into one of the richest stories of outward compassion for his community. In this text today, when we read that Jesus feels compassion for the crowds, the original Greek that we actually read as the word compassion is the word splenisma. Splenisma is a word that means to be moved within your inner parts, literally to have your inner organs twist together, similar to when we say we have butterflies in our stomach or we're listening to a gut intuition. That is the kind of compassion that Jesus feels for the crowds. Gut-wrenching, full-body compassion for the people. It's a kind of love that is strong and moves Jesus to act. And Jesus goes to heal the crowd and feeds them abundantly out of this splenisma. This compassion that means all shall be taken care of. Abundance is for all. Not to be a bit of a word nerd, but to be a bit of a word nerd, compassion in English is also a fascinating word. (laughs) Its prefix, com, means together and with, while passion means to suffer. Compassion literally means to suffer with, to sit alongside someone in pain and to be with them in that pain. So in our reading today, when Jesus heals the sick, he is suffering with the people. They share in their different grieves, and Jesus feels that compassion in his gut. And through that love of the people, he offers a meal for thousands where there is more than enough. Jesus brings with him his own human grief for the loss of his friend, John. And out of this grief comes an awakening towards abundance held in community. God's abundance that welcomes all in what we bring to the table. Our grief, our sorrows, our doubts, our anger, where still it is all freely accessible. God's abundance that tells them they don't have to wait till the work is done. They don't have to have the money they need to buy it. No, God's abundance tells us, sit down in the grass, enjoy, rest, get comfortable, and experience this time together. You don't have to hold it all to yourself. God's got, God's got things covered for us. Thank God that we can look to Jesus as a model for this deep compassion, this splanizma that led him to take care of his own community, to nourish them, and to send them away with leftovers. All around us, we are reminded that God has already given us what we need to take care of each other. And through compassion, we share those gifts of God with intentionality and generosity. God's abundance works through this compassion and our simple means. Through simple means and compassion, the bread and fish become enough to feed thousands. Through simple means and compassion, generous people humbly give to our congregation, share their time and wisdom to our community, and on our capital campaigns, in our committees, our administrative offices, during coffee hour, so that we all may continue to grow in faith together. Through simple means and compassion, we take care of each other in faith that there is enough for one another. We do not have to compete, judge, or even really try to come out on top. God gives us everything we need. Christ came to show abundance to the people out of his deep suffering, gut-wrenching love for us all. And every week we honor that sacred abundance in our sharing at the Lord's table where Christ compassionately takes those simple means of bread and wine and they become what nourishes us and fills our spirits. We are the believers in the power of a meal that unites. We are beloved children of God, part of the body of Christ held together in one beautiful feast of communion. As part of this body, we take care of each other. We are bound up with each other. And we live in the great abundance of God and God's love. Amen.